Hi there. My name is Rebecca Coleman, and welcome to my podcast, The Art of the Business. I usually offer tips and tricks to marketing artists, but this month's podcast is all about managing your cash flow. A bunch of years ago, when Julia Cameron first published her book, The Artist's Way, I, like many other artists I knew, went out and bought a copy and started working my way through it. I loved it. I was doing my exercises, my morning pages, my artist dates. And then I came to chapter six, and man, I hit the wall. It took me seven months to get through recovering a sense of abundance. Why? It was a chapter on money. In a previous podcast, I talked about putting a value on your work. Sometimes, as artists, that's hard to do. I mean, there's tons of competition out there, first off, always someone who's willing to sell their stuff at a lower price to get the sale. Also, there's a kind of attitude in the world that because we as artists get intrinsic value from our work, we don't need to be compensated financially. Plus, let's face it, it's boring and administrative and not creative. Add to that the whole romantic notion of the starving artist, like Moulin Rouge, and no wonder we're often a mess when it comes to matters of money. But if you want to feel like a professional and have others perceive you as such, you need to take some control of your cash flow. This month's podcast is dedicated to some tips about just that. Now, please note that I do live in Canada, so my information about taxes is based on our Canadian system. First of all, you are a small business. If you are selling CDs, paintings, or working as a production assistant on a movie, you are self-employed. What that means is your income taxes and CPP, which stands for Canada Pension Plan, payments don't come off of your check. If you bill the client for $1,000, they give you a check, hopefully, for $1,000. It's your responsibility to pay the taxes on that income. However, as a small business, you also get certain tax breaks, and I'll have some more on that later. Secondly, set yourself up a separate bank account for your business transactions. Go for a credit union as opposed to one of the bigger banks because they'll charge you less fees. Funnel all of your business expenses and income through that account. Thirdly, taxes. It's a good idea to take 20 to 25% of everything you earn and put it in a separate account from your regular business account. This money is earmarked for income taxes at the end of the year. Number four, GST or the goods and services tax. In Canada, you can make up to $30,000 in one year from your self-employment without having to charge your clients GST. However, once you hit that mark, you have to start. You can get a GST number from the Canada Revenue Agency. Many small businesses like to charge GST despite the fact that they might not be at the $30,000 mark yet, and despite the added administration work of figuring it out, because it gives them the impression of being bigger than they are. You know, it's a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Number five, setting up a system, part one. You can buy a small business software package like Simply Accounting or QuickBooks, or you can just use an Excel spreadsheet to track your income each month. You need to know two things, how much you've billed in any month, meaning you sent the invoices but are still waiting for the payment, like they owe you credit, and second, how much actual income you had that month, which is when people actually pay you and you cash the check, which is always good. This spreadsheet, which shows both your income and expenses each month, is called a cash flow statement. The goal is to keep it in the black, although honestly, this doesn't always happen. Number six, expenses. 
When you go to file your income tax return at the end of the year, you can write off any expenses that are related to the cost of your doing business. For example, if you're an actor, you can write off headshots, acting classes, postage for mailing submissions, uh, office supplies, books, plays, casting workbook, and even a portion of your rent, telephone, internet, and car expenses. The list is extensive. Talk to someone at your local union office or try CARFAC, which is the Canadian Artists' Representation if you're a visual artist, and they will have a more comprehensive list. Number seven, setting up a system, part two. Part one was about tracking income. Part two is about tracking expenses. It's imperative to save your receipts for anything you think might be a business expense. Write on the receipt what it's related to if it's not obvious. Then clean out your wallet once a week or so and dump all the receipts into a shoebox or a container, someplace that's accessible. Once a month, you go through the receipts and enter them into your spreadsheet. You may want to break the spreadsheet down into categories like transportation, meals and entertainment, books, marketing, bank fees. If you have a lot of expenses, you might need to do this more often than once a month. After you've entered your expenses into a spreadsheet, you need to file them away. You'll need them at the end of the year to do your taxes, and in fact, you have to keep them for seven years in case you get audited. An accordion file broken down into categories is really useful for this kind of thing. Finally, number eight, hire a professional. If you're totally lost with this stuff, uh, and I get it, or you're in a place where it's just getting to be too much for you to handle yourself, you might want to hire a professional. An accountant can actually save you money because they may know of hidden deductions that you were unaware of. A professional organizer can help you to create a system for your paperwork and for your computer. Okay, so I will be the first person to admit that all this talk of cash flow statements and taxes and accounting is not the sexiest or the most exciting topic in the world. However, getting a handle on your finances and setting up systems to deal with money can actually take a great deal of stress off because you know exactly where you are financially all the time. And that allows you more time to be creative and to make a living at what you love to do. How awesome is that? The last thing I'd like to do today is to give a plug to a couple of guys who live down in Michigan. Dean and Rosh have this really cool blog and podcast called The Prosperous Artist. And their URL is really simply www.prosperousartist.com. Their stuff is really great. And additionally, their current topic of their current podcast is also cash flow. So check them out. So until next time, here's to bums in seats everywhere.